0: Let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. With trembling joyfulness, I stand among you this morning with a thankful heart, and I hope that all of us are reaching toward unspeakable joy and full of glory in our hearts and minds. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We have come into this house and this meeting place today, To hear and be reminded of things that are not taught or believed outside in the world, though there are other meeting houses where the saints of God and children of God are gathering together today as well, to be reminded of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. It's a little expression in parentheses for us. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. The whole world, outside these walls, walks by sight without any faith. Everything is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But we come in here to be reminded of things that are beyond the Hubble scope, that are beyond sight, no matter how much you might magnify it, either in a microscope or a telescope. They cannot reach the glories of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what those glad tidings of good things reveal to us about the future of the universe and about our future, our eternal inheritance. We walk by faith, not by sight. We don't care what we see. Some of you have been looking at houses. You look at a house. You go look at it again. You go look. I know all about it. I can fantasize as fast as anyone else about how happy Sherry and I and our family are going to be in a new house. We look at a house, so we're walking by sight. We forget the fact that I go to prepare a place for you. And in my house, there are many mansions. In heaven, there are many mansions. We want to keep our eyes of faith very active in seeing 2020. While we're here in this world and there is so much to distract us with our physical eyes. You look in the mirror and you worry about your body either good or bad, or you think about your body either good or bad. And by faith, we need to look ahead and realize we're going to get an incorruptible, glorified body that is described in magnificent terms in 1 Corinthians 15 in the middle part of that chapter. Oh, brethren. So you look at your car. It's so shiny. I want to tell you about your car right now while you're sitting here. You want to be out driving it because it's oxidizing while you sit here. Inside and outside. It's oxidizing. It's running away from you. Because rust corrupts on earth. But things in heaven don't corrupt. You say, well, I like transportation. I don't know that I'm going to have any transportation in heaven. I can tell you this, that when Elijah was hauled into heaven, he was hauled by the horsemen of Israel. And... Our black brothers that sing Sweet Low, Sweet Chariot know exactly what they were talking about when they sang that song because the Lord sends His angels with His chariots and they're slightly faster than our chariots. And no matter what you think about or look at or see, with the eyes of our flesh, we walk by faith, not by sight. So confident was Paul that he could write in verses 6 and 8 about his confidence of getting out of his body. Verse 6, therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. He understood it as a simple equation. If I'm still in my body, so that my body's moving around, I'm not with the Lord. If I can get out of this thing, that means I'm with the Lord. Verse 8, we are confident, I say, and willing rather willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And if we were walking by faith and not by sight, we would prefer that life over this life, that place over this place. And we would have confidence about getting out of our bodies and being with the Lord. Now look back up at the last two verses of chapter 4, and I hope that you can always hold these verses together in your memories. Verse 17, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. So affliction is light And it's momentary. Now when Paul includes himself in our light affliction, Paul's afflictions were not what we would call light. You know, everything today is light. Uh, You know, every food that you light bread, and light this and light that, and oh boy. But the apostle here is talking about light afflictions. And they weren't light. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Instead of light, the contrasting word is weight. Instead of a moment, the contrasting word is eternal. And to make sure that you understand these are not even close to each other by measurement, we have the word exceeding. We need to believe that. Right. Whatever you're going through today, whatever's in your mind, whatever's in your heart, your life, it's just temporary. Right. And it's very light. What is coming is an exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, While we look not at the things which are seen, see, this is walking by faith, not by sight. We look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. We look at things not seen. Paul, how can we look at things not seen? Because we look with the eye of faith. For the things which are seen are temporal. Anything that you can see with your eyes is temporal and it's going away and it doesn't amount to much. But the things which are not seen are eternal. The things of the gospel that we can't see with these eyes but we can see with the eye of faith, they are eternal, they last forever, and they have an exceeding and eternal weight of glory attached to them. And if we would, right now, confess our sins to Almighty God for being too enamored with the things of this life, and we would focus our attention and set our affection, as the Bible tells us in Colossians 3, 2, on the things above, we can be filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Help us to that end, Father in heaven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, blessed God, Blessing and honor and glory and power are all thine. And we gladly give them to thee and to the Lamb forever and ever. Heavenly Father, if it were not for your grace, your abundant mercy, we could be in any house this morning. Whether it be a Major League Baseball stadium Or a professional football stadium. Or a bar hung over from the night before. Or the Church of Rome. Or a Mormon temple. Or a Buddhist temple. We thank Thee that by your abundant mercy you have begotten us again to a lively hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We couldn't care less about the most valuable players of any sports division or professional designation in our country. We are thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're thankful that you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand, far above all principalities and powers in heavenly places. We're thankful that all angels, might, thrones, and dominions are under His feet. We thank Thee that He shall reign forever, and You have made Him heir of all things, by whom also You made the worlds. We thank You for our Lord Jesus Christ, our older brother, the preeminent brother, the firstborn from the dead, and we pray that in this place, this day, we will give Him the honor due His glorious name. We thank you for that saying that is worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. We're thankful that he came to save us. Oh Lord, in this place, we pray that you would deliver us from the power of our flesh and by the power of God, that you would stir up our spirits, our new man that we might with the eyes of faith behold the things that are not seen and set our affection upon them, that we would look beyond this world, that we would lift our eyes from the horizontal to the vertical, that we would lift our eyes from the things of the world to the things of heaven. O Lord, do not let us be ensnared by the lush valleys of Jordan and pitch our tents toward Sodom. Let us trust in Thee, the living God, and take the leftovers of this world and whatever You give us and know that we have an eternal inheritance waiting for us in heaven. Amen. Father, Lord God, help us to this end. We are still chained down with the flesh of our old man. And we pray that You would deliver us this day by the mighty power of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we would focus our attention, and give our affection to Him. Heavenly Father, we pray that everything that is done in this assembly and those to follow and everything that we do around these assemblies will be according to the due order of Your Word. What we do not see, open our eyes to see it. What we are not doing that we see, convict us to repent. Father, our trust is in Thee. O Lord, we are so corruptible in our bodies and in our minds... We can be corrupted so easily without your sustaining, establishing, strengthening power. Grant us your might to stand in your might and to resist the devil with the whole armor of God. We thank you for your churches, your saints, your servants in every place. And we ask your blessing upon them. We thank you for our nation, its rulers, high and low. And we pray your blessing upon them. We thank you for providing our daily bread. We thank you for gainful employment. We thank you that you have provided us the greatest combination of peace, of prosperity, of pleasure, of protection, and of spiritual blessings in heavenly places and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in a combination unknown to men before. We thank you Lord of heaven and earth, for the abundance of all things. Forgive us for our ungratefulness and for any hour or any day that we have used your blessings and not blessed thee. Heavenly Father, forgive us all our sins, every one of us. Help us to cleanse our hands and purify our hearts right now. Grant us full conviction and repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. That we may recover ourselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. O Lord, that we might not oppose ourselves, but be fully with thee, for thee, and on thy side only. Lord, our trust is in thee. Bless us now in this assembly. We ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for his honor and glory, he is the head of this church. He is the cornerstone of this church. He is the bishop of this church. He is the great shepherd of this church. And, O Lord, we could go on and on. He is our all in all. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. amen.